0: I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Bang Headlines for Thursday. Preseason is here. It's official. Two games tonight. Game number one, the Patriots were underdogs to the football team. Then it was announced. Cam Newton and Mac Jones are playing. Now Patriots are favored. Big line move there. Game number two, Steelers and Eagles. Eagles favored by one and a half in the game. And then there's Dak Prescott, who's having a precautionary MRI. What is that? We'll get into it leading off. Here comes the 4 hour of the Vegas truth, covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell.
2: The,
1: the pregame show America has always wanted I the future. I the future. from the Vegas Strip. Here's RJ Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations. Across this great, great nation, A.J. Hoffman. A.J. Hoffman in studio. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their bodies. We're the pros. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, R.J. And yes, on a day in which we have a Field of Dreams game taking, uh, taking place later on from Iowa. We've also got the preseason in the NFL kicking off for a couple of
0: teams coming up later. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? Well, we love misinformation. We love people who obfuscate. Is that how you say it? Something. Circumnavigate (laughs) the truth. So we got to start with the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, a.k.a. Dakota.
2: Yeah, and Dak Prescott, it was announced, is going to undergo a precautionary MRI as the team returns back to Texas. His goal is to play in the preseason game, not this weekend, but the following weekend against the Texans.
0: It's a good goal. It's a good goal. Now, (laughs) here's the first thing I got to get to right away is, Mackenzie, pull up that tweet from the Dallas uh, official Twitter account. Yeah, here it is. This is great. It says, this is a quote now. it's Now, I'm reading from Twitter. It's not a setback. And it's not a reason to worry. But... QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. Okay. Now, we don't know who exactly wrote that, but I think I've got some of their earlier work. Let's listen. They are not near Baghdad. Don't believe them. (laughs) They're not near Baghdad. Don't believe them. Baghdad Bob, he was pretty famous. This feels like a tweet from him. I mean, it's like... It leads off with, it's not a setback. First of all, what are they even talking about? <laughs> like if you, it's a, I looked outside to see if there was bombers in the sky. Like, I mean, what are we talking about? What's not the setback? And it's not a reason to worry. So before we even tell you what this is, trust us. Don't worry about it. Whatever your brain does, ignore that. Your brain's natural reaction, you have to fight that, because we're telling you what to think. And then he's planning on getting another MRI. AJ? This is how I deal with my wife. Let's say I've got to tell her some kind of news.
1: The first thing I say is, now, before I say this, I don't want you to freak out. I don't want
0: you to get upset. But that's at least then you're saying, this is my wish that you don't get upset. <laughs> They're telling them there's no reason to worry. But like, if I say that,
1: you already know there's a reason to get upset. There's Because otherwise, you don't preface things like that. You, there's no such thing as a precautionary MRI. You're going to get an MRI because something still doesn't feel right. This is not like a teeth cleaning that you do every year. You just go in and you get your teeth cleaned because it's routine. Especially when you got your teeth cleaned last week. Right. There's nothing. There's, you don't do. You don't say, ah, well, let's just check another MRI to see if, it, if it's you know any
0: different. Well, Let me tune into the Dallas radio stations real quick. They are not near Baghdad. Don't believe them. Okay, I mean they're sticking to the story, Jonas. What do you think?
2: It it just feels like they don't really—they're scrambling to figure out a way to try and calm everybody down, and and I don't know if it's because they just paid them a bunch of money or or if this is you know them trying to you know provide optimism and spin it because maybe it didn't come across great on Hard Knocks, but it's just very bizarre how this has been handled.
0: But if anything, Hard Knocks seem to ignore it, right? So how? how could that be the issue? Well, Hard Knocks
2: uh, addressed it. It opened up with Hard Knocks talking about Dak wanting to get out there, then wanting to, him to take it slow. But then they did focus on him dealing with the issue and not being able to get back out
0: there and being frustrated with it. Uh, okay, so I, I, got that, I took that wrong. I thought when he was all excited about getting out there, it was just the injury from his ankle and stuff. They were talking about the arm? No, eventually they, were- they did. Yeah,
1: eventually they, they talked about talking to the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees and getting in a second opinion. They called it a shoulder strain at the time. Okay, OK, And Jerry was like, I'd like to see. I don't want to see him throwing deep, but I'd like to see if we can get out there throwing, you know, short passes. And the, the trainer was like, no, we don't want him to throw at all. So it, it, Jerry's in a hurry to see him. But, uh, you know, the trainers saying, no, we don't want to see him throw. Mike McCarthy doesn't want him anywhere near the field. So there's just mixed messages coming out of Dallas.
0: I mean, it, it strikes me the fact that there could be at various points of the episode confusion if it's his dislocated in eight places or whatever ankle or if it's his arm. It's like this guy doesn't seem close to healthy. I mean, it's like let's say he plays in the next preseason game. What kind of optimism do you have that he's going to play the rest of the year without getting hurt? I mean,
2: the fact that he wants to be out there as much as he does, that he's got to be out there in the preseason, got to be out there in the preseason, multiple times now has said, I want to play in the preseason, I want to play in the preseason. I actually wonder if he's got some skepticism himself and he wants to get out there and try and see if he can give it a go. First, with the ankle, seeing how he responds to that, and now he's got the shoulder issue. I I just don't know how, if you're a Cowboy fan, this seems, you know, a normal business or, you know, a business as usual, the way the Cowboys handle things, the way they've been trying to PR
0: spin this. And yet, the Vegas odds, they moved for week one a couple days ago. The Cowboys were six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Tampa, that's that first Thursday kickoff game. Now they're seven-point underdogs. So they bet against Dallas. Since, you don't see the Super Bowl odds moving. You don't see the division odds moving. You don't see week one moving anymore. So the betting market's not reacting in a severe way. It does seem like week one is the week where, at least early, week one, maybe week two, three, they'd be susceptible to a greater effect. Think of it this way. If he doesn't, if he's really hurt and misses a bunch of games, obviously big effect. But he's going to miss early games before late games, right? But I think odds are he won't miss any regular season games, at least from this. I'm, I'm saying odds are. But how much is it affecting his prep? How much is it affecting him getting reintegrated with a team that he's only played five, four and a half games with in the last 20 months? In 20 months, he's played like four and a half games. And it's been almost a year. So the idea that he doesn't need practice time, and I think he's saying himself, he thinks he does. Now, is that him worried that... If he doesn't get practice time, he's going to be bad? Is that him saying, hey, I'm going to put on a show that I'm just on the brink of being ready to go out there, even though I'm not? I don't know. What we know is Dakota's not afraid to lie to the public. (laughs) He was bragging about it, right? Kept that on the low. Yeah, we snuck that by the dum-dums out there, the rubes. So I can't believe—the funny thing is we've given up as a society even chastising— teams or people for lying. It's like, at some point, be like, really? You lied to us? We skipped that part now. It's like, of course they did. Maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's the expectations. Maybe we're getting the amount of truth we deserve because we don't expect the truth. I, for one, expect the truth. I
1: think the one thing that, I mean, you, you mentioned, there's no, he needs these reps. There's no way that on that ankle, he doesn't want to, to test it before the regular season. You don't want to be relearning how to use your legs during the regular season, I think if you felt any certain way about Dallas coming into preseason, you have to be lower on them now than you I, were. I agree. I, I agree. There's no way around it. And you, as someone who has a, a division ticket on the football team, that has to make you feel better. There's. there's well,
0: I don't wish for people's illnesses. Or, but, but again, if someone had to be hurt right now, Dak's probably the person. Considering our ticket. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I wished it. I'm, you know, it's, Let's be honest, right? If you're playing against Michael Jordan in the finals, you're hoping he's got the flu. If, if
1: someone on the team has to get the flu, that's who you hope it
0: is. Yes, <laughs> and I hope it's not Michael Jordan, though, because it won't bother. No,
1: that will have nothing to do with the, the football team.
0: We're straight out of Vegas. Now, why would we downgrade Dallas when most likely Dak's going to play game one? probably most likely won't miss any games this year. I mean, statistically, you'd have to say that's likely. Based on his history, he got hurt one time. I don't think he's missing another game. It's because of the range of possible outcomes. Even though something—I mean, imagine if someone said, OK, I'm going to give you a 10% raise, except, except— I'm going to roll these two dice, and if it's 6-6, six, six, which takes uh, 1 in 36, right? So, 1 in 36 chance, I'm going to fire you if it rolls 6-6. Six, six. Or, I can give you a 10% raise and no roll of the dice. Well, odds are, the dice aren't coming up 36, or you 6-6, know, six and six, 1 in 36 only. But there's a small chance you're going to have a catastrophe, if losing the job is. And thus, it's a negative. So, what are the possible outcomes here? Dak could be so hurt he doesn't play one single game this year. It's like Tommy John time or whatever. Okay. Odds of that? Is that 1%? Is that 2%? I kind of think it's probably at least 2%. Feels like more than
1: it was yesterday
0: before they said he had to get another MRI. It, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not a setback. <laughs> there's no reason to worry, A.J. Hobbs. Don't panic. No, so, I mean, just relax. So then there's a chance he might miss the first four games or so. Okay. What's that chance? 5%, 8%? What? Mathematical guys do what hedge funds do. You might have heard the term, uh, you know, a positive expectation. Now what does positive expectation mean? Me and AJ are flipping a coin. Every time it's a fair coin, so it's 50 50 AJ didn't sneak one of his little funny coins in there. All right, so fifty percent heads and tails. I take heads, you take tails. But every time I win, you give me a dollar and a penny. Every time you win, I give you a dollar. What's my expectation? I might lose five flips in a row, but I have a positive expectation flipping the coin. Right now, whatever the possible outcomes were for Dak, 10 days ago, they looked much rosier than now. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. And you know what? It could be the identical thing that would have happened as of 10 days ago, if none of this had happened in the interim. But that's not 100%. And thus, in general... There's scenarios that are much worse than we would have envisioned before. So you have to downgrade Dallas overall. And that's what the betting markets have done to some degree. I'm seeing it flash up. Mackenzie Pinnacle, which is one of the biggest offshore books in the world, took Dallas, their over-under season wins, off the board. So you might say, oh, that's precautionary, like the MRI. Yeah, it is. But when it's off the board, you can't bet it. So every minute that goes by that the Cowboys are off the board, one of the biggest sports books in the world are saying, We will accept making no money on Dallas. You cannot make a bet. We're here to take bets, but you can't make a bet on Dallas till we tell you you can. Because why? Because there's so much uncertainty. We're afraid of Dallas money because someone might know something we don't. That's telling you the big bettors. And the big bookmaker here thinks that the uncertainty is sufficient to stop their business. To literally say, imagine like there's a hot dog stand. One guy gets food poisoning. They don't shut it down, usually, unless the city comes in. Imagine them saying, nope, we got to shut this thing down. You got to worry about if you ate there. It's like there's something pretty bad. Well, Pinnacle is taking down their Cowboys business and saying, we'd rather no business right now. There's so much uncertainty. That's significant. We are straight out of Vegas. Wrap it up, Jonas.
2: If, there, if you had any say Dak Prescott comes back and he's ready to go and he heals from whatever this arm issue is and he's ready to go for the season opener – at no there's no possible way he's at 100 percent capacity for the season opener because even if he does come back he's already not had the number of reps that he felt he vocally needed in order to be ready for the season so you know he's going to come in maybe having a little bit of question or doubts in his head because he didn't get the amount of prep time that he normally needed and this is on top of recovering from the devastating injury he suffered last year so rust is going to play a factor at the very least even if this shoulder injury is fine
0: and he comes back and he's ready to go,
2: he's nowhere close to 100% for the opener.
0: I think that was very well said, and I would add even one more element. Even if all the good things Jonas said, psychosomatically, he's going to be thinking, why did I have that twinge in my arm? Why was yeah. I out those 10 days? Was it because yeah. I'm throwing different now in this ankle? Should I try to do something different? Let's go to the Texas Rangers and see what they think. Those, the thing about a professional is they don't doubt themselves. And if you're Dak, there's no time in your life that it would be more natural to doubt yourself than the next time he gets on the field after a devastating leg injury and a mysterious arm ailment. I think that, that, that at best case... It's just a little bit of a downgrade for Dallas. Worst case, it could be horrible.
2: Don't you think if this is the case and and they look at him and go, all right, well, we just want to play it safe, but we want him to play in the opener. You would have to think about looking at Zeke overs, wouldn't you, as far as getting either more carries, more yards, because they're going to probably rely on him not wanting to stress Dak out with that arm issue.
1: Does it, I, I, I feel a little bit differently about it. If Dak Prescott's not back there, I feel like Zeke is less effective. So, I mean, so if, we
0: talk about if Dak plays, yes. but they're looking to protect him, is yes. what you're saying. So yeah, not thrown
1: as okay. much. Yeah. Yeah. If Dak plays, it's a different story. But yeah,
0: it's going to be hard on the road, though, as a seven-point dog to Tampa. Yeah. Right? If there's any place you're going to have to be thrown from behind, if they started off the season, the Cowboys' seven-point favorites, maybe you're right. Take the air out of the ball, but The toughest test of the year is going to be week one for Dallas. Last word, AJ. Yeah,
1: well, and if you're trying to run the ball, Tampa's not the first team that you line up and do that against. So there's a lot of problems right now for Dallas, week one, and I think beyond. And as a ticket
0: holder for the NFC East with Washington, I'm not saying I that I have a voodoo doll at home. I, you know, that stuff, you know, I'm a Catholic, so my mom said don't do that kind of occult-type stuff. Fezzik, though, we never know because he's in on Washington, too. You never know. And well, tomorrow we're going to have some stuff from Fez we did a podcast it was really really interesting in the preseason he had a brilliant point but when we come back the preseason kicks off patriots they announced both quarterbacks are playing and became the favorite we'll break it down
2: he's rj bell i'm jonas knox this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on fox sports radio
0: straight out of vegas!
1: be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree
0: with I I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a closer look at tonight's preseason action in the NFL.
0: You know, we were just talking, Jonas, A.J. and I, about the difference between national radio and local talk and how it's so team-driven with the local team's local talk. And, you know, A.J. was the ratings leader drive time at ESPN in Houston before we plucked him away. And he started talking about Bill O'Brien as GM. He goes, you know, he's, he was GM like four years. I hated him the whole time. We looked it up. He, he, he became GM January of 2020, got fired in October. So he was GM for 10 months. He thought it was four <laughs> now, years. Now, mind you. Now, would that worry you at this point? They had
1: GM by <laughs> committee. For the year or two so you before blamed,
0: that. you blamed him for that. I blame him for everything. All right. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year-plus. Now, we haven't gotten the ratings since AJ came on board. So, Whoa. We, you know, well, we haven't. <laughs> I'm just saying. They could go through the roof. Who Uh-oh. knows? People might like that style. How would you describe your style? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a one-word. It's like it's unique. There's no such yeah, thing.
1: it's a little different.
0: Kind of like Pee-wee Herman. But I do How do you show describe p- Pee-wee Herman? You can't. I do this like, show
1: a little different differently Than I did my show there, though.
0: <laughs> You're not eating stromboli throughout the no, whole show? This show's show? a little, it's a, this is a,
1: a little uh, higher pressure. A little, no, a little more
0: classy, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas, in Vegas, right here on the strip. 102 degrees. The neon is giggling.
2: So RJ, coming up tonight, t- kicking off in a little over an hour from now, it'll be Washington at the Patriots. That's a seven thirty p.m. Eastern Time kick on NFL Network. Everybody anticipating the debut of Mac Jones for New England, and right now on pregame.com, it is the Pats, a one and a half point favorite.
0: And we had a significant line move here. So McKenzie, when it was announced, because the old school—if you read old books on handicapping—they're going to talk about quarterback rotation. And back in the day, pre-internet, pre-Twitter, people would—the big bettors had a big advantage. They'd pay someone in a given city not a ton of money, and they would be calling the radio station, calling the SID office, calling wherever. Hey, what's the quarterback rotation? What's it look like? They'd be looking to pay trainers, you know, not for inside info, though probably that too, but just to know who's going to start because— For example, what happened with New England here, when more quarterbacks of quality are going to start, and it's unexpected, you see a major market reaction. Now, it gets out on Twitter, and within 45 seconds, within a minute, the market has moved. The line has moved. Back in the day, if you got the information early, you could really take advantage. So... When did the, what was the line yesterday, McKenzie? And what uh, time did it move? So Washington was a road favorite yesterday of minus two, six thirty
1: Eastern. ESPN releases the story that both Newton and Jones will play. Within an hour, the Patriots were favored, and now the fa- fa- uh, Patriots are favored by one and a half.
0: He almost got through that whole thing without almost. stumbling. Almost, <laughs> we he read eleven things yesterday on the podcast, Jonas. 0 for 11 getting through <laughs> without a stumble <laughs> <laughs> this time he went all the way through and, then went, <laughs> and he was saying Mike Sando every time he was like. so Fez was in and we were doing what was Fez's Uh, quarterback rating versus Mike Sando. So he went well the Athletics Mike Sando but he wasn't saying it like that. How was he saying it AJ? The (laughs) Athletics Mike Sando. It was like it was almost like he had a mini stroke (laughs) like in between segments (laughs) did yeah, he, he didn't bail
1: on the athletics Mike Sando. Yeah, he, he kept saying it instead of just yeah. going to Mike Sando. Like, once you establish... Or, or, or
0: maybe... <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Because let's be honest. When I struggle with the word, you know, I'll either just say the person's first name. I'll get a professional to say it. You'll avoid it. nice, anti toko umpo, Or I'll avoid it. Or ask Jonas to say it. Right? <laughs> I mean, you're only going to say S- Simone Bow so many times before you say si- no. Simon Bowe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 but McKenzie just keeps doing it. I mean, in a way, maybe that's how he got to Yale. He just kept banging his head against the door. They finally said, All right, you can get in. Whatever gets you there. You weren't in the early admission, were you? Yeah, I was early decision. Yeah. Did he say decision? right? Early decision. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does this sound, Jonas? Last thing ask him, ask McKenzie the simple one question you know he knows the answer to. And let's see. We did not plan this, did we? All
2: right. Uh, uh, who did Who did the Lakers trade for in this offseason? The Los
1: Angeles Lakers. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers traded for your boy, the Brody Russell
0: Westbrook. What's funny is once he made the mistake— he got loose and yeah. like he's doing voices but the but it was the second syllable he messed it up Los Angeles <laughs> the, the,
2: Lakers. the only the only reason i asked that is because i've always struggled with the r's and w's
0: like I, oh I, yeah Jonas, your been, voice is horrible i swear I mean, to,
2: like rivalry week i struggle through that every time I can't and i, I bet it.
0: somehow you practice it right
2: yeah, but I still butcher it. Like if if I'm called on the spot to to say it, I'll, I'll screw it up every time.
0: Never. Well, fails. listen. Three years ago, when Scott said, "I got two choices for your co-host." <laughs> Is it a guy that's a nice guy, but he's not perfect with the words? And then the guy perfect. And right then I go, no, 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 the first guy, the first guy. (laughs) And then it was Jonas. It was, I mean, so it all worked out. You can't say rivalry week, but he's he's good besides (laughs) that. He makes me seem okay, but not, you know, he's the pro. All right, we're straight out of Vegas. So this is a lesson. Why would it matter that? Dak Prescott is out? Well, because he's the quarterback, and quarterbacks matter. Well, here, there's two quarterbacks with the Patriots, and both of them are competitive. How competitive, though? So, A.J., we've got the odds. Mac Jones, Cam Newton, you got those? Yep, Cam Newton, minus 350 to start week one. Mac Jones,
1: plus 250. But they did use a first-round pick on him, so there is some pressure to see what you got.
0: Uh, Oh, I think to see what you got for sure... In the preseason. And another thing about when you have two elite quarterbacks, or let's say two starter level quarterbacks competent quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, or oh, potential starters, even. All right, Mac Jones, Cam Newton. You can't put either of those behind a second string line. The offensive line will stay out there as long as they have quarterbacks they need to protect, you know, where there's a lot at stake. So imagine, plus, how can you even compare? Two quarterbacks, if one has a second-string line and one has a first, forget the injury risk. So it's not just Mac Jones and Cam Newton playing more than we might expect. It's the fact that the assumption is the O-line with the Patriots – will be out there, the starters, more than they would have been otherwise. Patriots right now up to a two-point favorite in some spots over Washington. They are home, you know. Now, go ahead. How
1: how unusual is that, the the day of a preseason game, for a line to move four points through a zero? I I can't remember a time.
0: Well, I would say this. I would say if there's any time it's going to happen, it's it's preseason, because it's going to be driven by information, right? Now, I agree with you. It hasn't happened— Back in the day, they used to announce the day of the game and stuff day before a lot. Now, because they know the betting, I think it's because there's more awareness of the betting market reacting to it. They tend to put this info out there forthrightly early in the week and just put it out there forever. Because here's the thing. The NFL did a great thing decades ago. Check when they started um, mandating the injury report. I think it was Pete Rozelle did it. So this was pre-1980, I think. We'll get to time. What was the brilliance of that? If everybody knows everything, there's no such thing as inside information. It's when you hide something, can there be information that isn't public? Now, if you can hide it, maybe that's fine. But it's hard to hide a secret, as they say. And thus, Pete Rosell. Said, let's make, let's mandate that you got to tell the truth about your injury situation. That way, there won't be anything for the betters to try to find. Did you find that, Mackenzie? No, I haven't been able to look at it. Looking at 2008, it was talked about. I think it was before then, though. I mean, it it most certainly was. Pete Rosell was the commissioner, that's for certain. So we'll get that. But it's a brilliant point. And, you know, it's probably been the thing we've screamed about the most, Jonas. is how the NFL just hasn't lived up to that. Todd Gurley in the Super Bowl uh, you know, looked, hor- you know, looked really hobbled in the playoffs, and all of a sudden he was off the injury report. And uh, the guy hasn't been the same since, but there wasn't any consequence to it. And it feels like to me, it's like uh, PEDs. If everyone does them or nobody does them, the relative effect is the same. It's only if some people do them and some people don't. So if everyone just tells the truth about injuries, there's no competitive advantage or disadvantage. If everyone lies, no competitive advantage or disadvantage. Why not force them? Take draft picks away. Everyone will tell the truth, and then this is over. We don't have to speculate. And the fans don't feel lied to. If Dallas Cowboys knew 150% Dak was out for two months... Does any of us think they necessarily tell us? So if we assume they're lying to us, I'm not a Cowboys fan. God, no. But if I am, I'm thinking, why is my team lying to me? What do they gain from this?
1: Well, they gained the element of surprise. They gained the fact that but that's
0: if if they can do it and other people can't. But if both teams right. got it, then the element of surprise is equal.
2: Also, to a lesser degree, the Tom Brady stuff, he has surgery on his knee this offseason. There's reports that it's the first time in 14 years he's never worn a knee brace. And then they're saying, well, he originally suffered the injury a couple of years ago with the Patriots. I don't recall that ever being a real topic no. of conversation leading up into games. I mean, I, I mean, maybe that did was part of the problem in New England his final year there because he didn't look as sharp as he did last year in Tampa.
0: Yeah, but he didn't get the surgery till this offseason, right?
2: And and that's that's the thing. It's 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 very weird how they pick and choose to reveal information. Ryan Tannehill was another one. There was a game a game week uh, a couple of years ago where he went from full participant to not practicing at all, to out of the game, and there was no reason given for an injury. And so the NFL said they investigated it. They questioned the Dolphins. They looked into it, but nothing ever came of it. So I just don't know if they're, if if they're able to find even enough evidence, whether it's Tom Brady, Todd Gurley, whoever, uh, to be able to to punish teams like they probably should have.
0: After the um, uh, Spygate... And when there was extra scrutiny on the Patriots, they gave the Patriots heat not reporting Tom Brady a, an injury way back. And what happened ever since, or from then till the, his tenure was over with New England, every week Brady was probable with a sore shoulder. Yeah. Every week. So that was Belichick giving a big F you back saying, oh, okay, you want us to report? So every week. So now it becomes meaningless, right? Because if he's on there every week, it doesn't mean anything. So there's gambling on these games. I don't know, in Casablanca and on these games. And now the NFL is making money directly from it with gambling companies, not a share of the winnings. But where do you think the money's coming from that they're paying the NFL? All right. So it's their responsibility to give the betting markets, which really is the world, honest information. And the sad thing is there's no real consequence to it. We can talk HIPAA all we want. And if that needs to be a consideration, then make it a consideration. But let's be explicit and shine some light on it. It will happen, but they just haven't figured it out yet. We're going to talk about the second game tonight, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, A.J. likes to bet the Steelers. Or against the Steelers, we'll see if he's going to be interested to bet against me. First, though.
1: be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Straight
2: Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
0: You know our news word count bet, Jonas. You just got crushed. I mean, you're, you're going to have you're going to have to mortgage the house. Do you own the house or not? Because getting a mortgage is not going to be easy. Not anymore. No. <laughs> <okay. Yeah. laughs> When we come back, we will talk Pittsburgh, Philadelphia and get an update on the odds of who's going to start in the NFL with the teams. There's a question. We've got odds on Trey Lance, Drew Locke, Andy Dalton, Winston, all the big boys.
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., we talked about Washington, New England coming up tonight on in the NFL preseason. We've also got a battle in the Keystone State. It is the Steelers at the Eagles. Philly, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on
0: pregame.com. Okay, so what makes this one unique? On one hand, you've got one of the two Hall of Fame teams playing a second game. That's usually a pretty big advantage. Why? It's not their first game. So it's not just they don't have the rust. It's that whatever their thought process is of we'll play the starters here and then a little more the next game, they're going to be further along in that process. Also, with three preseason games for the other teams, except the Hall of Fame participants, instead of four typically for all the teams, we don't know how these teams are going to play. In theory, some are going to have their dress rehearsal in week two. You know, I don't know about that, but that's what people say. Maybe week three, typically dress rehearsal. Week four has always been about those on the cut line. It was like a battle of the cut line. Week four was the least like the regular season. Is that going to be different this year? I don't know. And on the other hand, we've got the Rams and McVeigh, a new age coach, a brilliant coach by some accounts, saying, no preseason, no soup, no preseason. It doesn't matter what happens. Stafford's not – it doesn't matter if he's new. Preseason's not necessary. That's what the Rams are saying. There's another theory A.J. Hoffman joins, and this involves new head coaches. Yeah, Bernie Frato brought
1: this to the table, new head coaches. First game at home, uh, a very high success rate. So
0: Bernie Frado, Saturday night – 11 o'clock Pacific to midnight, right here in FSR, does the weekend straight out of Vegas. That's 11 to 12 um, Saturday, and that's Pacific time, 11 to 12. Go ahead.
1: New NFL head coaches, 78% against the spread in the last five years, 21 and 6 when they're coaching their first home preseason game. So new coaches want to make a good impression on the home fans. That's a good trend. Philadelphia falls into that category tonight.
0: Okay, so 21 and 6 over how many years? Five years. Okay, so that's five or plus head coaches a year. And I'm assuming that's going back five seasons of preseasons yes. and last year not being a season of preseason. Okay, that sounds right. Wow, 21 and 6. That is impressive. There's four instances this week
1: okay. of that the, uh, the Philadelphia Pittsburgh game uh, tonight with Nick Sirianni, Tennessee Atlanta with Arthur Smith. Uh, Buffalo-Detroit with Dan Campbell. And the Jets and Giants, although the Jets and Giants play in the same home stadium, so it's... Yeah,
0: but the Jets and Giants... I think the fact that the Jets have a home or a new coach and the Giants don't, but your point would be that the crowd's going to be half one, half the other. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's one you can look at with an asterisk and say, hmm, I don't know. Uh, I particularly like... The Lions one, um, Lions are favored by one and a half at home against the Bills. Why? Because when you've been bad for a long time, what have you done? You've drafted high in the draft. First round, second round, third round, all the rounds. Seventh round, you get to pick early. What does that mean? The team's usually deeper. right? You think about the Bills. They've been making the playoffs a few years their young guys were picked in the 20s, in the, you know, 25 last year or plus. Lions, I don't think they've picked out of the top 10 for a long time. And those losing teams, the symbolism of winning, the energy you can get from it becomes more important because there's a lot of losing coming up. You, you can almost be sure... The Lions got a lot of losing coming up. So now you've got a new coach who, quite frankly, has been getting some criticism, biting ankles, biting kneecaps kind of talk. A lot of people say that's all fooling people. He's really a sharp guy, but he looks like a meathead. If they, I think they want to make a statement because I can promise you, you go 0-4 in the preseason and you start 0-4 in the regular season. It's a different vibe than you go 3-1 and in the preseason and start 0-4. It doesn't matter, supposedly. But, I mean, you've done a lot of local teams, AJ. You followed them. Would you agree that a bad preseason gets the – there's a sense of blood in the
1: water? Yeah, sure. You feel like, oh, boy, can these guys actually win a game? Then they start the regular season and they're not winning games. That, that feeling's now been marinating for some time.
0: Marinating's a good word. Same question, Jonas. You see the regular, or preseason failures hurting bad teams later, and thus they want to win.
2: Hundred percent. Who needs this most for just morale purposes? It's Detroit. I mean, Buffalo knows where they're at in the league. They're trying to make a run at a Super Bowl. Detroit's trying to change the narrative of this organization that's been the same for years and years and years. So I think this means just a lot more to them uh, heading into the weekend.
0: So we'll look at that tomorrow and Friday. Maybe there'll be a best bet on that one. When it comes to the Steelers-Eagles, I lean. I like that trend. And one more time, it's a first-year head coach, first game at home. Last five preseasons, twenty one and six. Twenty one and six against the spread. That would point to the Eagles. The reason I don't like this Pittsburgh is uh, fully is Pittsburgh's playing a second game, which is an advantage. And Mike Tomlin historically is a winning coach in the preseason, and thus that's all about want to and will. And Pittsburgh and Tomlin like to win, especially in a the year they're getting a lot of questions. I think that you, there might be even extra motivation for Pittsburgh. So I'll lean the Eagles, but we'll look at that system and all the other games tomorrow on straight out of Vegas.
2: If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com for a look ahead to the preseason action tonight and the mystery surrounding Dak Prescott's status for week one. We are straight out of Vegas. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, on the iHeart Radio app. Straight out of Vegas!